0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to On Podcast, the On Microsoft podcast, where we talk about Microsoft stuff on a podcast. And today we have a ton of Microsoft stuff to talk, to, to talk about. Uh, so we're just going to jump into it. We're no more meandering. Uh, the first thing offhand, we're going to be talking about Windows 11. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. Microsoft uh, kind of spilled the beans a week before their event. And so we're going to pick them, each and every one of them, up and talk to you about them.
1: Well, technically it wasn't really Microsoft, it was some person in China who uploaded a unauthorized that's what I'm calling it. Windows well let's put 11. it this way.
0: Microsoft security didn't keep them from getting a hold of it. So I'm blaming that's Microsoft true. for this one.
1: That's true. And that meant we were able to get some hands-on time at Windows 11. Kareem installed it on his devices. I installed it on one of my devices. Kip installed it on his Surface Laptop 3, and we've all been using it. And we all had a bunch of different impressions. But since this is a podcast, we want to tour you through some of the new features that... um, you might, if you are not able to install it yourself, we'll tour you through some of the new stuff that is in Windows 11. And then after that, we have a special unboxing edition on our podcast of two yeah. new Microsoft products, um, the Microsoft Modern Webcam and the Microsoft Modern USB-C speaker. Uh, we'll get you going with that.
0: This might be our first live unboxing. So. Unboxing, yeah. So so you unboxing fans, enjoy. Uh, yeah. The next thing we have up is uh, the big Xbox Bethesda recap. Uh, it seems like Microsoft is intent on just owning June despite WWDC. So <laughs> they had a big event uh, that was, I want to say, was almost two hours long or something like that, where they went through uh, all of the upcoming titles. Um, I think they had, what was it 23? Was it 30? 30.
1: Thirty different games, twenty-seven of which are on Game Pass.
0: Yeah, so they went through all of those. They even had a funny trailer for an un, an undeveloped, unreleased game that kind of puts a little you know mocked itself for not being finished. Uh, so we'll we'll talk about that, and then uh, we're going to do our fast recap, super fast, because we really want to kind of pour over the details of Windows 11. So that may be uh, all of a minute long. Uh, And then we have our favorite section, which is the end of the podcast uh, where uh, Arf gets to kind of play with all of his toys.
1: Yeah, we have Week Ahead and next week, June 24th, is the Windows event. We all know this by now. We've been saying it for two, three weeks now. So we'll just um, highlight what we expect out of Windows 11. And then they also just announced a Windows developer event too. So there are some things going on that Microsoft might announce after the Windows event. So we have you covered with that. And then I got, well, I didn't get it yet because FedEx is being FedEx and they didn't deliver it. But <laughs> I got a Dell Latitude 73. 73- 320 detachable coming in from Dell for review, so I i can't talk about my impressions, but I'll tell you what this is and maybe it's a lot like a Surface.
0: Yeah, uh, we've been eagerly awaiting the uh, the relaunch of detachables from people that aren't named Microsoft. So Lenovo has one, HP has a really nice one. This Dell one looks very promising, so for those of you who don't want to pay the premium for the Microsoft logo, there are more options coming this year, finally.
1: And now... I'll let you get into it because you're the one who has Windows 11 running on 11 different devices. Yeah. So get us uh, started here and let us know. Let the people know what is Windows 11.
0: I'll put this disclaimer out here. Uh, Unless you know what you're doing, don't mess with the ISO. Follow this video. Follow other videos. Just have them walk through it. I do believe that Microsoft will be sending out an insider build probably after the event. So if you just want to wait a few more days and you aren't uh, savvy enough or just, you know, don't feel like you only have one main device, let us walk you through it. With that being said, Windows 11 is out and it is a souped-up version of Windows 10. Uh, (laughs) For those of you who are interested, it is not a a revolutionary design, which you know some people were promising, we're not going to name names, Mm -hmm. but it does uh, follow a lot of Windows 10 uh, inspirations and adds its own flair to it. Uh, With that being said, uh, some of the first things that we know uh, about this is that uh, the build number comes in at 21996.1, um, and from all reports, and that's you know from Brett Sam's, that's from uh, uh, Petrie.com, that's from XDA, XDA as well, and Windows Central. That this is uh, the RTM version of this of this version of the build, um, which could mean a bunch of different things. It doesn't mean that this is what we'll be getting in the fall, but this at least means that uh, at this point in time, whenever this was ready, um, this is the version that we're getting. Um, Windows 11 is supposed to be coming in the final build uh, as 22 uh, or 22000, so we're not too far away from uh, that. So, But um, the other thing being said is that the way that this is Windows 11 is built is that it's a living operating system, which means that they'll be able to update components so, sort of like uh, Android is doing for the betas right now for Android 12. So uh, despite it being released as an official build, uh, you might start seeing more components get yep. changed through the Microsoft Store or just through regular uh, cumulative updates that bring more functionality. So, uh, And I only say this because part of what we got from Windows 11 seems to be a little bit bare bones as of right now.
1: And if you actually grab the ISO and you install it, um, it does actually run check for updates. So that's another hint there that it could possibly be one of the close to near final build.
0: Yeah, exactly. And just to kind of start going over some of the things that you'll visually see, uh, if if you install this or if we follow this this video some of the b-roll we got up, uh, we'll start talking about the Windows 10x inspired Start menu. That's the oh,
1: that's the best part for most people.
0: Yeah, that's the most uh, uh, flagrant of visuals that you'll see. Uh, they've not only centered it, but they've added some new icons, some updated icons. Uh, the Start menu is now. Uh, has rounded corners, apparently yep. rounded corners for everything. The search icon is bigger. It looks more like an actual magnifying glass. Uh, they've gotten rid of the, the elongated search bar, uh, which was an eyesore to me. It always, to me, that represented people who were just casual users. No one ever really went and updated it. I would personally go in and just make it the icon, but a lot of people had that long search bar. Uh, they've also added a um, widget icon as well. Um, which is kind of put in the dock. I think a lot of these things you can adjust in settings, but the first three things, three icons that are pinned to that uh, taskbar are going to be the rounded icon start menu, the magnifying glass, and the widget uh, thing. Uh, And again, we were just mentioning in our interview uh, with our guests that you can adjust this to go back to the left alignment uh, if that's how you've, you, know, you feel most in the room for that or if you feel just more comfortable with that. So you aren't stuck with the Mac OS center bar, as some people have been referring to it as. It does look very similar. Uh, so you can put it back to the left side. Uh, with that being said, the start menu itself has been changed if you want to walk through no that. More.
1: No more Lifestyles. This is what made headlines. People, especially our writer Brad, uh, he was so upset that Microsoft killed off Lifetiles. It just
0: means Windows Phone is officially dead. <laughs> yeah. It's time to move on, people. It, is never, it can't even come back in desktop.
1: But the start menu itself is now at the top, just like how it was in 10X. You'll have a list of your most frequently used apps. uh, By default, you might see some pre-installed apps like Spotify or Messenger. These were came pre-installed in the leaked build, so I'm assuming they will also carry over, but you could fully customize it. You have links to your pinned apps up top, and then you could click the All Apps button, and you see your traditional scrolling list of apps, just like it was in Windows 10, and you could right-click on an app and then pin it, and you'll see the icon instead of a tile. So it's kind of basically turned into iOS and Android and Chrome OS where everything is just a static list of icons. And then underneath the icons, you have a list of your most frequented documents which kind of really annoys me because i use i was using it for a day and i took a million screenshots and then every screenshot started showing up in that most frequently frequented document section i had to right click click remove right click click remove right click click remove each time but i'm sure in the final version you'll be able to control what shows there and what does not but the point is that they're moving away from live tiles and they've redesigned the start menu for I would say a mobile-centric and a touch-centric world where it's just icons, it's just your files, and it's just everything you need to know. And by the way, everything is rounded. No more no more squared off corners. It's all rounded and everything is rounded and everything looks nice.
0: Yeah, um, with that being said, the start menu could be cramped for some, especially if got used yeah. to, uh, I think it's the Fourth version of the start menu for Windows 10, because I mean, again, we have to take in consideration that Windows 10 start menu had to go through a lot of uh, changes as well. I think it had uh, three. Uh, predefined sizes, you couldn't readjust it the way you needed to, you couldn't add more tiles, you couldn't um, add any of the added folders, individual folders, like uh, the file explorer uh, that would break into video documents, downloads, things like that. So we've, you know, gone through four or five iterations of the Start menu to get it where it is now. So hopefully this, if it's cramped for some of you, or like you, you know, who are seeing the recommended section, needing more retooling, that that's on board. But as of right now, the start menu is—it's nice, it's new, it's different. Uh, like you, I had the same issue. I would recommended—it's—it's uh, <laughs> it, it's more like the quick access from the file explorer, like the—the the last thing you use versus like, you know, the—the the, the app you use more often. Uh, but you also can add, uh, like I said, uh, the same settings from the start menu as far as being able to quick—quick uh, quick access. File Explorer, downloads, videos, photos, and individual folders. Those yeah. all appear at the bottom next to your name. Uh, so that's still there if you need more granular uh, interaction with the Start menu. Moving on from the Start menu, uh, the other thing that you'll notice immediately is the animations. It, they are much improved. And you know we always say that You know, whenever you get a, we used to joke around with the Windows 8 or Windows Phone whenever we get an update, like it feels faster. That's what we always kind of said um this definitely feels faster uh and i don't know how they've done it with the the gui for for windows what they've done as far as accelerating the gpu usage of the operating system but switching from apps uh feels more fluid uh scrolling hovering over icons in the taskbar uh seems more fluid the way that apps open open on the screen are more fluid the way that you um, Shift or uh, group windows is more fluid. That's the other thing we'll I'll let you talk about is uh, grouping of windows. But yep. just opening uh, those, they also bring in a bounce feature. It's an animation, just a slight one that you will notice when you open new apps, so that you you know can easily identify mm-hmm. which apps are being opened at the moment. It's it kind of borrows from uh, macOS that way of you know the bouncing icon for a minute. Uh, it's not as annoying as macOS, where it just keeps bouncing. This one just bounced for a minute. But uh, with that being said, if you want to jump into um, the the grouping or multitasking feature.
1: I, I also completely neglected this search box uh, when I talked about the start menu because I was so excited about it. But you hinted at at um at it when you were talking uh, when you introduced Windows Eleven. But the search box is now actually a box itself in the middle of the screen, just like how the start menu is. And you have it was like how it was in Windows Ten X basically where. And also how it is in Windows 10 where you have the list for your different Apps and different files and like specific searches up front, so nothing really new there. But it just floats now, just like how the Windows 10 Start Windows 11 Start menu itself floats. But anyway, let me move on away from that and get back to what you wanted me to talk about, which was (laughs) the new the new Windows animation windowing animations itself. Now, if you ever used uh, Power Toys, or I think yeah, it is Power Toys, right?
0: yet, yeah, I think it's fancy something fancy right zone
1: fancy, fancy zone specifically For me this was the killer feature in Windows 11 and in this leak build because it helps with your multitasking a lot You just need to hover your mouse over the maximize button in which is in between close and and minimize and you'll see new ways to stack your windows side by side and once you st- once you click it it'll remember how you clicked it And it will group them together. So if you minimize it, it'll go back to your taskbar and it will group it together in the taskbar. So as you run your mouse along the bottom of the taskbar, you'll see that different group windows, like if Edge was grouped with Spotify or if the Mail app was grouped with the Microsoft Store. And it's a new way to manage your windows across Windows 11. That's a lot of windows in one sentence, but you get the point.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I wrote about this too uh, here at, uh, on Microsoft about the windowing feature and how it, you know, we always hear the mantra, productivity, productivity, productivity. It almost sounds like, a, you know, uh, just something to keep people going. Uh, but I believe this window windowing feature adds, you know, if it's just a matter of seconds, uh, you know, seconds still can equal dollars for some people in businesses. And what this does is basically allows you to, you um, Choose all of your open apps without having to move your cursor or navigate down to the bottom of the taskbar. So, you know, again, it just saves you from having to individually place every uh, app in its corner or its section. So, if you wanted to, and I think there are up to six if you have a widescreen uh, uh, um, monitor, they're up to six configurations. Normally, I think everyone else will just get four because of the limitations of the resolution in the screen. But uh, you can do your, you know, one by one by one, one by two, one by uh, or two or two by two or whatever that is, uh, and then for white screens you can do one two three in the middle. I think it was. But either way, once you click on them, as you said, it saves the state. So all you have to do is then just click on the app, and it automatically puts it in position. So if you were yep. like, I need to have an Excel doc open, I need to have a browser doc open, and I need to have um, my OneNote open. And, I, and all of those things are already open, I just need to make sure that they're visible on my screen and, and I need the Excel one the largest, you click on that group, that formation or that group, and what it'll do is bring that um, uh, Excel doc into place and then leave you to then basically just select, yep. and it'll give you the option because you have um, the desktop view of all your apps and just click on that app specifically, and it puts it in position where you want them at.
1: And um, other than that, they also, I think they changed it so if you hover your finger over a window while you're in tablet mode or in touch, you see more of the underlying window like in glass to let you know where it's going. But I'll let you get into the touch aspect now because you install it on your Surface Go, right?
0: Yeah, just uh, just before filming this, I wrote a piece about how Windows 11 has broken uh, tablet mode. But... It still has a lot of promise surprisingly uh and it's that that's to say a lot because windows 10 was on life support when it comes to tablet mode so the fact that windows 11 broke it i you know spent two thirds of the uh piece talking about all the things that are broken in it but it's been the last third talking about what's promising and as you said uh just to get with the promise yourself you know get all the good stuff about first uh, <laughs> the touch targets are bigger uh, we do have a secondary transparent layer that allows people like me who have Fat sausage fingers to <laughs> to navigate the uh, UI a little easier. You don't need as much precision or a surface pin to you know resize windows or things like that. The animations, again, I can't stress how improved they are on this version of this. Uh, also work when uh, changing from portrait to landscape, which has been a huge you know. Pain point for a lot of people uh, who have service devices or who have two in ones or foldables that you know go from landscape to tablet because it takes you know in industry time forever you know in, re- in actuality it's maybe a second or two but it's just annoying to sit there and have to wait for the animation to catch up to whatever whatever it is you're doing. Uh, the same can be said for the positioning of apps. Uh, for the first time, I believe in Windows, uh, the tablet mode, you can now uh, have uh, stacked. Uh, uh windowing so you can have an app and when you have it in portrait mode one above the other i believe in windows 10 you would just lose out to the one app yep. and that was something that had to do with aspect ratios but not only you are you able to have one above the other in portrait mode which should encourage more portrait uh alignment for things uh, when you change it to landscape it retains its positioning which is very vital uh, like we said if you went from landscape where you had a side-by-side app it would just just it would get rid of one of them and just uh, make one of them your full screen. And then when you go back in the landscape, you'd be lost. This way, just like on an iPad, if you turn it portrait or or landscape, it retains uh, the positioning of your windows, which is super vital. Uh, Now onto some of the not so good stuff. Uh, They've gotten rid of uh, the ability to close apps, like officially close them. You can minimize them, um, but you used to be able to drag from the top of a window and take it from the top of the screen to the bottom of the screen, and that would close it out. Uh, That's been deprecated in this version. Again, this is all being said with the caveat that this is a leaked build, unofficial, and probably isn't the last bit of it, so they could bring this and put this back. But for the version that we are all testing out, that's gone. Uh, The other thing is kind of annoying is that now instead of having the left swipe bring in Uh, your overview of your desktop and all your open apps, you get this widget mode, which now has all of the things that people weren't super happy about with news and weather Uh, that has now had its own dedicated swipe. So we're back to Windows 8 charms, uh, (laughs) unlike swipe gestures. Uh, But there are,
1: but there still are a couple of things that I liked about the tablet mode. Yeah. Which is the, they finally updated the Windows Ink space. I think that's what they call it now. So if you tap the pen, you'll be able to see apps that actually use the pen other than whiteboard. You can now customize, I think it's up to four or five different apps and put it right there. So instead of going to your start menu to open OneNote and start taking a note, or instead of op- going to your start menu to open Photoshop and start drawing, tap the ink I- tap the pen icon. Then you'll see the the app right there in the menu itself, and it's fully customizable. And then there's also the new touch keyboard, which was tested in the Windows Insider program and then was removed, then was added again, and then was removed and never made it into 21H1.
0: Yeah, no, I mean to, to piggyback on what you said, the ink mode has been vastly improved. Uh maybe it's just because they're selling more pens, but not only can you load it up with four apps, uh the selection of apps has uh grown by by you know yards. Um uh, used to just like you said, you'd have whiteboard, you'd have OneNote and maybe uh snip and uh
1: Snip and Sketch.
0: Yeah. And that would be it. But now, like you said, if you have drawboard, which is a PDF thing I use, if you have Adobe PDF, if you have uh, OneNote, even if you have PowerPoint, things like you can pull in, I think as of right now, there are about 12 different apps okay. on, my, on my setup that you can choose from to configure for the four in the, in the icon down there. And uh, again, there's a setting icon within the uh, interface itself. So you don't, again, you don't have to scroll over to your start menu, hit the settings or even hit the action center to get to the settings. You can do it straight from that uh, interface down at the bottom. So again, that's been greatly improved. Uh, like I said, there is promise for tablet mode, uh, despite you know a lot of the stuff in mm-hmm. Windows 10 being broken and not in it. for I read my piece, uh, but uh, I, I think I think they're on the right path as far as just having the one UI. Because I, you know, as we're seeing mm-hmm. iPad, as we're seeing iPad OS gain more features from the desktop to become its you know ultimate you know UI self. Uh, I think. Microsoft is doing what it always does, is it go, instead of taking the scenic route and you know walking everybody through it like Apple does, yeah. they're going straight from point A to point B. Uh, and so we'll see them meet Apple somewhere along the line there, I think.
1: And then rolling through the list of features, another one that is improved there, there are new, some new sounds. Um, I'll pause, let's not talk for a few seconds here. And I'll include the sounds for you to listen to with some B-roll. So you could be the judge for yourself and tell us how fresh it is. Thank mm-hmm. you. That should have been enough time for you to judge, but basically these these sounds are now refreshed and it's the first time since Windows 10 came out that we're having new new sounds for common things. You plug in your USB, it sounds different. You have an error screen, it sounds different. You boot into Windows, it sounds different. You get an email, you get a notification. It sounds different, and it's ushering in in a new era for Windows. This is the new Windows, and this is next generation Windows, as Satya Adela would say.
0: Yeah, I think this kind of uh, dampens the uh, mockery that Windows used to get. Uh, you know, there was the you know flagship mm-hmm. sound you would get whenever things were broken, and it just carried on from every version of Windows. So when people wanted to kind of make fun of Windows. It, you know, it was never an outdated joke. It was always like, oh, I mean, it still applies. <laughs> uh, so it's part oh. of the reason why I think they moved from the blue screen of death to green screen of death. Uh, part right. of these new sounds, I think, one, are just more modern. They are more subtle. They're not as jarring. Uh, for people who have sensitive ears or who use microphones all day, I mean, earphones all day to, to do their work, These are they just sound to me more pleasant to, to interact with, uh, especially if you get tons of notifications. Uh, someone like myself who gets a lot of notifications, uh, the dampening of the sound for notifications is is definitely welcome.
1: And I'll let you get into the, I know we're pushing like 30 minutes here, but this is Windows 11 and it's okay for us to push very long. We want to make sure that we get you through at the list of everything that has changed. And I'll yeah. let you get into some other of the aspects, which is the improved dark mode, um, the rounded corners, the refreshed action center, and the new icons. Why don't you t- talk about
0: that? Yeah, um, as we said, um, everything's been rounded. So in the rounded uh, in the action center, uh, your notifications are rounded as well. I know that um, there are talks about a, an updated action center coming that uh, is separated uh, as far as functionality. So you'll have notifications in its own like grouping of you know a rounded rectangle-ish section. You'll have uh, all of the expanded settings at the bottom in its own version, and somewhere in between you'll have. Uh, some other, um, you know, group notifications in their own one. So you'll have basically three to four different separate boxes that align on top of each other. Uh, as of right now, it still carries the Windows 10 version, uh, which has you know just the one long transparent shade. Um, but inside that shade, you'll see that the uh, settings menu at the bottom, the one that can be uh, collapsed or expanded, all of those around it, R- really nice rounded sizes too. Um, you also have the, uh, like I guess said the updated um, branded corners for your uh, notifications. As far as icons, uh, the, you know icons play heavy in the start menu itself, so we're no longer just using the square. Um, so yeah. all the icons have been highlighted. Uh, the colorings look like you know they've they boosted a lot of the colors for the icons. The contrasts are different. Uh, the fonts you know have already been updated uh, from the font selection choice that I think Microsoft ran last uh, last month was it? So uh, your fonts have been updated as well. Uh, the other thing I believe uh, is, again, th- the widget panel yep. has been improved. Uh, and by improved, I mean, it's subjective. If you weren't a fan of it, then it's just it's more. Just,
1: it's just a port of news and interest, which now lives in a new icon in the taskbar.
0: Yes, this is uh, both a positive and negative for me personally. Uh, I want to have more access to actual uh, third-party widgets. I think yeah. if they can get that in there... It'd be amazing if I were able to put uh, my PWA of Twitter and Instagram in some of these slots. Because it looks like, you know, um, as of right now, it's broken into weather, money, um, MSN sports. MSN
1: stuff, just MSN, MSN stuff. stuff, yeah. But
0: they all have their dedicated sections. So if I'm able to swap out those things, some of those things for some third-party stuff, hopefully for maybe the store itself, or like I said, it's PWAs, uh, this would be super useful. Uh, as of, as it stands, you can customize it a lot uh, if you have an MSN uh, or, a Microsoft account uh, from, from any, or your Bing searches, uh, your history, you can go into the three, the ellipsis at the top uh, and pick your news sources. So, you know, if you're a fan of like the BBC and that's it, or if you like political or Associated Press, the Wall Street Journal, you can choose all of those to surface you news as well. So, you're not just getting, uh, I think it was Kip was getting random like weight loss <laughs> stuff and your top <laughs> models from like TMZ, stuff like that. Uh, but you can go in and fix that. You can all go in and fix your sports as well. You know, surface some of the news that is important to you. I know the Euro Cup Euro twenty twenty one is up right now, so there's like three games a day that I you know I'm trying to keep an eye on. Same thing for money. Your watch list as well. So if you're a fan and you do use this stuff, you can get even granular, more granular with it. It's larger. Uh, you know, it used to just sit at the bottom of your uh, task or the bottom of your desktop screen near the taskbar. Now it's a-, a shade. that's about third the size of your window um so again just keep that in mind it comes in from the left side so again if you're on tablet mode you swipe with your left uh to bring it up
1: and it looks so fancy because it has like the glass effect behind yeah, The acrylic, it. yeah yeah
0: yeah the acrylic stuff so like i said it's it's becoming more cohesive overall uh but again if they if they talk about it on june 24th about third-party widgets in there man, I think that'll be the biggest thing, one of the biggest things that comes to uh, Windows 11 as well.
1: And then right next to the widgets icon is a new way to manage your virtual desktops. Um, this is one of the other most exciting changes for me, even though I don't use it a lot, but it, you now you could add virtual desktops through that menu and you could it's at the bottom of the screen instead of the top of the screen, which is where your eyes would naturally go. And you could individually change the wallpaper on each of your virtual desktops, and you could drag them around. And if you have, like, a surface, you could – I think it's four or five fingers. You put it – hold it down on the screen, and you pull, and you pull, and you could go in between them really swiftly without having to use your mouse. It's, it's a very nice – Redesign that I hope that it actually ends up in the final version of this.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, like I said, I've been using it on my service Go too, and that is again a, a super easy way to to navigate between virtual desktops. Is to. Place four fingers on the on the desktop, and you'll see an animation pop up, which basically uh, gives it a three D effect, uh, like yep. a drop shadow on it, so that you know that the you've engaged the interaction. And then from that point on, you can swipe through desktops uh, through that. So again, that's one of the more promising things. Uh, again, we're doing all the visual stuff. We know that you know Microsoft is going to be talking about uh, HDR. They'll be talking about the Windows sub uh, Windows uh, is it the Linux subsystem subsy- system Windows for Win- subsystem for, Windows? for Linux. Yeah. Linux is going to be there and it's going to be talked about. Um, they're also going to be talking about uh, Adobe Atmos, they're going to be talking about all the tweaks prior to uh, the most recent version of DirectX. So there are things that um, we haven't actually been testing that aren't available just yet that is going to probably sustain the rest of the June, June 24th event. So as much as we've spent talking about all the visuals, or at least the stuff that you can see up front, just expect to hear a bunch of that stuff as well coming up. And that's probably more important uh, for the longevity of this operating system, the longevity of Windows 11 as the flagship operating system, then rounded corners and some you know, new animations. <laughs> but it's a visual oh, stuff. And Microsoft that, Store.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, that's what we're going to talk about at the end of the show when we talk about that dev event. But there's a lot of rumors going around. I wrote a piece about it and that's why I want to talk about it, coming up about some stuff, some big changes that could possibly be coming to the store. Wow. All right, go ahead. You, you, why don't you introduce our next our guest, Kareem? Because I know we, me and you, just had a little chat about Windows Eleven, but it's good to get a third face in here to talk about Windows
2: Eleven.
0: Yeah, um, I'm hoping I pronounced this correct. It's Florian, right?
2: Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> no, it's please, you say
0: it so everyone gets it right. It's
2: it's, it's Florian, but it's it's Florian. fine. I don't Florian. mind. You know, I'm used. I work with people all over the world, so everyone tells me my name the way you do, so I kind of, in my mind, when I'm in, in English speaking country, I always say, I'm Florian, because it's, it's the way people say it. <laughs> but I, want to
0: them, it I want them to at least know, I mean, you you have to teach people, right? It's your name, you want them yeah. to just pronounce it name, okay. so Flo, Florian, Florian?
2: Yeah, it's uh, not perfect,
0: but it's fine, I mean, close enough. Yes. I'll keep working <laughs> on it. <laughs> but uh, you're back. You're back here, and we're uh, yeah, yeah. here to talk about Windows 11. Uh, we've all kind of played around with it, but we wanted to know what your thoughts were. Uh, it's, it's been out for what three, four days now. Yeah, but I already installed it on two devices, so why <laughs> I got it on see? four, and I got oh, it on nice.
2: one
1: because I'm not that crazy enough
2: yet. Oh, yeah, that's because so you have that... a maximum
0: yeah. don't you?
2: I upgraded first my uh, my uh, desktop PC to it, so from the latest Insider build, no issue. And I clean install it on my surface to see the full uh, install experience. So basically, I tested it a lot over the last three days. I've I've basically done my the, the last two of my work day on Windows 11. So yeah, is that crazy? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah so. And actually, I'm pretty impressed. You know, we have been, you know. We haven't been there in the last decade. because I've promised that they would fix Windows UI, it's changed a lot of things so many times, you know, there was like a Project Neon, uh, a lot of them before, I, I don't even remember the name, but so many of them, but they already went nowhere, you know, by the end, just yep. did one or two apps and just by the, I it was done. But um, this time, you know, they did a lot of stuff. I'm really impressed. I, I can feel really the Panos panic touch there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Because I'm uh, I'm doing pretty uh, geeky stuff, you know, I'm uh, watching a lot of TV shows on my PC and I'm switching resolution a lot because, you know, if it's a, an American movie, I put my, my monitor at 24Hz. If it's a European movie, I put it at 25Hz. So this is just changing resolution, changing frequency. But there's an animation for that now. The screen goes out and back in, you know. It just... Wow, I mean, Windows has never been about details like this. It never cared about <laughs> those kind of things. And I feel like this is Panay. I mean, he wants everything to look nice and smooth and everything. And I have some kind of a macOS uh, vibes in there as well. You <laughs> know, when you when you resize windows, you know the genie effect, the thing. Yeah, like the, Win- right the Windows
1: Vista Arrow effect that has been missing for like ten years now well, is even, back.
2: Even well, even Vista was not that complete because you know you could see the window. Uh, uh, goes up quickly, but it was not that uh, as, uh, as, um, as detailed as the genie as effect of Mac because in Mac you see the window really reshape as it goes out. And they have done something like this. When you move the window around you can see it reshape uh, and there are some, uh, uh, some uh, frame uh, in between where you see the window getting smaller and smaller and resizing in real time. And this is the panel manager. this makes a much more smoother experience. And honestly, I'm uh, I'm pretty impressed. As uh, I'm uh, I like it. I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying, "Well, they still uh, the old desktop man- uh, you know, device manager, which <laughs> is still, uh, but of course, it is. I mean, they're not going to do that to that again in the Fluent Design or whatever. I just they can't. I mean, some some stuff at the bottom windows will always be an older design. But even with that, I know they updated all the default. Win32 controls to something that look like WinUI. So it's not WinUI examine what very modern apps that will uh, that would uh, reshape and resize and whatever, but it does look a bit like it with wounded corners, new button, new uh, radio buttons. It's the radio button window, I think, in English. So lots of things like that. And um, all of those looks like the same ones that we use in modern Win, WinUI apps. So it's not perfect. But it will never be if you run 30 years old software. And in my opinion, to have 30 years old software looks good enough close to modern one is quite an improvement on Windows. Because Mac OS does not do that. Mac, every five years, they just dump you know everything that came before, like you know everything that came before Intel in 2005. Poof, outside. If it's that thing that came before x, uh, 30, x uh, 64 bits uh, in uh, a few years back, poof, uh, destroyed. You know, it's like uh, they just it's just dump all backward compatibility in few years. They have managed to make something looks quite good while managing uh, still managing 32 old compatibility. I think it's uh, really uh, uh, some, we have never done something like this in Windows. I mean, it's just uh, it looks like a very much more current experience that we have had for the last ten years, ever since Windows 8. I mean, in Windows 8, remember, you click some 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 place and poof, you are right back in Windows 7, basically. It was a, <laughs> it was another another OS almost. And right now, it just uh, it looks nice. Honestly, just this Windows looks nice, and it's the first time it's been looking really nice in a decade. I feel so. It's uh, it's a good start. And even it's so huge for to start you. And, yes.
1: So, so for you, the best part is the way that it looks and the way that it behaves, and it's not necessarily all of the things under the hood that people are complaining about that are missing.
2: Well, no, yes, it's mostly that. I mean, I've been complaining about Windows UI since Windows 10, 8, sorry. I mean, I love the Metro part of Windows 8, but you well, you got out of this and it was another OS completely. It was Windows 10, they updated the desktop, a bit, but Metro Design 2.0 was not really the same thing. It was still a bit of a dis- disjointed, you know? And for the first time, I feel like we are slowly going toward one current UI, and this is uh, good. Mm. Of course, it's still work in progress. It's not perfect. Some people are complaining, but it's a, a leaked build. I mean, it's just uh, it's not finished. A lot of things are still missing as well.
0: Uh, no, I was saying yeah. when we talked about this off mic uh, like when it first rolled out that I was super unimpressed, uh, and it's grown on me because uh, you know I, I had seen the I had dealt with the ISO like everyone else did uh, the VM version of uh, Windows Ten X, and it was you know it had some visual cues, but you know, for the most part it was just uh, Windows Ten without any of the advanced like animation or the mm-hmm. sped up. Uh, uh, frame rate and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, I'm good on this. Uh, because, you know, I'm in the industry and everybody was already talking about it, I wanted to, you know, I had FOMO, so I downloaded it on uh, one of my devices. and started playing around with it and was it, it's, like I said, it's grown on me. Uh, as you mentioned, the animations are a big part of that. I think uh, it's accelerated uh, just, you know, this fluidity of the operating system, which makes you want to use it a little bit more. You know, you're not just getting a jarring window pop up in your face, and you know you get to see, as you said, it kind of developed from the taskbar. I think they also added like a bounce effect uh, to all of the icons at the yep. bottom to let you uh, identify what app is being used at that exact moment. So you don't have to do like the hover over and stuff like that. And uh, I mean, you know, we'll find out all of the under the hood stuff that they're going to be talking about on the 24th. But you know, as a leaked build and just kind of a, a proof of concept, I think this is pretty good.
1: It is, yes. So, and the- one question I do have for Florian. Yeah. I know
0: I just
2: cut. No, you no. could finish what you were saying. It's fine. I don't remember what I was going to say, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you saved
1: it uh, I was... Uh, I- I was just gonna ask him, is there anything, I know you like the visuals and you like the way it flows, but is there anything as a Windows Insider MVP who has played with all of this stuff for many years, is there anything that you think Microsoft should improve in Windows
2: 11? Yes, quite a bit. I honestly, maybe I'm in the minority, but I hate the new start menu. I feel like it is terrible to use in um, my mouth or something like that, you know? There's no no way to quick access settings, it's just not enough stuff on the first page, you know. I uh, used to have a lot of tiles uh, all over my screen. So I, have to, I need to click all around and just find, point on stuff at and stuff uh, and click. I just don't like this new start menu. But uh, I mean, it certainly work. It could still improve. If you remember the first start menu in Windows 10, uh, first boot, I mean, it was uh, kind of terrible as well. So just, uh, there's, uh, there's hope for that. And there's also the new taskbar. I mean, they redid it, they redid it completely. So it's still a bit early, but I think it's just unfinished. Uh, if you open too many apps, you know, uh, you can't see the ones that have been uh, yeah. beyond your taskbar. <laughs> so uh, I, I think that will be fixed because I don't see them shipping it like this. I, I don't think they would. I mean, uh, people are not uh, tech savvy enough to just alt-tab to find uh, the stuff, you know. They need to be able to find it on the taskbar by themselves.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree. I think, um... If 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 they do still, I mean, if they're, you know, pressed for time or whatever the roadmap is and they have to ship it like this, I think that, you know, the out-of-the-box experience should at least let people know that there is a uh, left alignment for them that's if they want to go back to, uh, right. yeah. you know, if they want more real estate or if they just mm. want to, if they have muscle memory for that. Because, uh, you know, we, we've all seen this yes. in Uh <laughs> but you can go into settings and move it back over. I When I first downloaded it, that's the first thing I did. Uh, and I forced myself to use the center one now. And I've actually, like I said, it's grown on me. But I think out of the box, they should say, hey, are you used to Windows 10 like this? You can still have it. If not, here's the new version.
1: And uh, <laughs> Florian uh, uh, off chat, I was talking with Florian about the um, the way that out of box experience. You could actually restore settings that you have yes. on other devices now. This is something that I didn't try personally because I just upgraded my existing Insider PC from 10 to 11. But Florian tried the the entire out of box experience, and from what he's saying, it's pretty impressive.
2: Yeah, it is. I mean, it's back to uh, you know the way it worked on Windows Phone on uh, early Windows 8. It's asking you, you had already had one device on Windows 11. You want to restore settings on app from this one. and uh, it doesn't seem to work properly right now. I'm mean, into honest, It didn't restore apps, but I think it's just that it's unfinished, you know. Or maybe it needs a new store. You know, lots of people are saying that a new Windows store is coming. We yeah. don't have it yet. Maybe it will need that in order to be working.
0: Yeah, yeah I think I think you're right. I think there are two big missing pieces, uh, as you or three actually. I think the File Explorer still, you know, whatever changes are yeah. going to that. Uh, the store is a big missing component because that could bring a bunch of additional settings, updates to all of the apps, the inbox apps uh, that are supposed to be getting visual designs. And I think they're supposed to be doing some more tweaks to settings themselves. And I'm sure yes, uh, yes. there is code in there to change the size of your taskbar icons right now. Uh, so you can make this three different like sizes. You can change uh, that. Uh, I think it's a registry that you can go in and do it if you want to do it today. But I think by like whatever build they released on the 24th might have, that I mean, So, again, there are things in settings that hopefully they'll bring in. Uh, I just mentioned uh, RF that I wrote a piece about multitasking, uh, like the tablet features. And I think that they're going to be at, ad- I'm hoping that they're adding, uh, uh, what is it, uh, settings to customize the finger gestures, because as of right now, I think Windows 11 is really broken for tablet mode. Yeah, yeah. But if...
2: Mm, I'm not sure, to be honest. It's not that bad, you know? Have you tried the three-finger swipe?
0: Well I'm saying, like uh the three three finger swipe, four finger you swipe. You could
2: you could
1: minimize and maximize with that, but you can't actually close with that. They like right. Kareem was telling me off camera, they removed yeah, yeah, the gesture yeah, where you pull it down and close the windows. Yeah, so but were-
2: this one this one was an in tablet mode, and we'll still use tablet mode, honestly. I mean, yeah, right. But I, I had a yeah.
0: Surface Go 2, and I figured, you know, I'd at least try it out because, you know, for the longest time, we kept hearing that, uh, you know, at some point, Microsoft's going to focus on Windows tablets. They're going to focus on Windows. I mean, they sell a Go to a Surface Pro. Like, those things are designed to be part tablet, part desktop. And so, and, you know, if I think there's a Dell that has a new version of a 2-in-1, of a uh, Lenovo's bringing out 2-in-1. So, if they're, they're getting OEMs behind tablet uh, 2 in one. So, let's have the operating system match that. So when I first put this on here, the first thing I did was try and swipe down to close that yeah, app, and I course, just had yes. a bunch of apps that I couldn't like get to because I put them at the bottom of the screen. Yeah,
2: I, I did the same thing on Dust 10x when I first tried it, and I got used to not having that, so that's why I didn't try it. Yet but I still like the multi- multitask. You know, you do that, you do three finger, left, right, and you switch apps. This is very good.
0: Yeah, yes. that's really nice. Again, I'm hoping that's part of the out of out of the box experience that they start to like walk people through because they also have to get people used to for those of us who use like the virtual desktop or desktop mode to like see all your open apps, that's gone now and it's been replaced by the widget thing. And so it's gonna be very jarring if I wanna like quickly use my hand if I'm holding a device to get to get through my apps and all of a sudden I'm just getting the widget that I didn't want.
2: So they gotta mm, at least right. let
0: people know about that. All but I right, mean, but, uh on the whole, got, good stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. But it's funny, um have you seen um, back a few weeks ago with the Windows Insider stuff, they were keep they kept telling us we ship you the latest version of the code that our uh, engineer has compiled. You know? There's no hidden stuff, nothing. We ship you what we have.
0: Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, they didn't and ship then, this one. We just found it.
2: <laughs> and
1: then they also paused all of the builds and like we're only servicing the pipeline. And they thought by doing that, it would stop any leaks. But nope, some guy in China leaked the entire <laughs> Windows 11 online. And now the whole world has it. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. I
2: think there have been no reaction from Microsoft whatsoever.
0: I think they're still somebody.
2: To,
1: today, they said they sent a website in India, a DMCA notice, Digital Millennium Copyright Notice, to take down their article <laughs> about how to download Windows 11. So they're taking
2: action slowly but surely.
0: I was going to say, they're about four days late. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, it's like someone, you know, on the on the beach trying to stop the the tide.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: And then the Windows Insider, not the Windows Insider, the Windows Twitter also sent out a tweet like an hour after people started reporting on this- Windows 11. This is just the start. <laughs> find out more on this so yeah i I had the theory that it is part of some grand scheme by microsoft to build interest in windows 11 and then when panos panay comes out on uh, june 24th you'll be like nah we skipped 11 here's windows 12
0: (laughs) (laughs) that is a big theory
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh but uh, that said, I think uh, we are, we're short on time here today, yeah. but I want to open the floor for Florian to tell us any final thoughts that he has on Windows 11 before we let him go.
0: or predictions for next week.
2: Next week, mm-hmm. yeah. Most of Windows 11. Well, honestly, I'm happy with it mostly. I mean, it's what I hope for. And uh, I think it's a good thing to change the number because I've seen, you know, on French TV, people reporting on that, you know, on Windows 11. Really? On the news, and I think if it's a, if it had been Windows, Windows Ten, Sun Valley, whatever, you know, people would not have a on on it, you know. Yeah. The fact that change number, the change number, it gives them an opportunity to really relaunch Windows another a new, uh, a new, and this time do it good, you know, because uh, last time when they launched Windows Ten, it was half finished and it took a few years to really finish it. So this time do it good and really uh, for, for the first time around and have a good uh, uh, tractions.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I think, uh, um, if I had to guess, I would hope that they put it on new devices, like the Surface Book 4 yeah. uh, and the Surface Studio to kind of be like, here's like, not, not only do you get a new operating system, but these are the devices that it you know, really shines on. I mean, it's something that, it's from an Apple playbook. Yes. You give them a new operating system and a new device to play it on.
2: It's very likely. I mean, it's it's panaspani. I mean, I think it's likely.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see him just talk about software only, because I don't think he's ever done an event where it's just software.
2: Wasn't that the, 9, the 950? I mean, he looked like he didn't care much about it, but didn't he present the 950 a long time ago?
0: He did, but he brought something else out with it. The 950 was like the first half of the event, and he wasn't really into it. He was like, oh, we have here's the Lumia. <laughs> he <has this."> it's, <laughs> yeah, it, it, I forget what the other half of the event was. It might have been for like the Surface Laptop 2 or something like that. It was. He brought that out was like, oh, I talked about that for like 20 minutes. Now, I'm, the real thing I'm really interested in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ah well that said uh we want to thank you so much for joining us florian it's really refreshing to have another face on the podcast yeah. and a familiar face because this is the second time we've had you and yeah, we just... hope to see you again next week on the show
2: as well yeah.
0: yes see you soon bye-bye <laughs> thanks for coming back man Appreciate All right, thanks it. for coming enjoy your night <laughs> bye-bye oh yeah i'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs>
2: I think we spent like half an hour now
1: talking about Windows 11, and we do apologize if we missed anything. You could let us know in the comments, but we have it thoroughly covered over at OddMicrosoft. Just go to oddmicrosoft.com and then look for our header at the top of the page and click Windows 11, and you'll see all the Windows 11 stuff that we missed.
0: Oh, and we'll be back next week after the event to cover everything that we missed this week and everything that was talked about in both the um, event and whatever they discuss with developers later,
1: and then you could yell at us and say you two were completely wrong.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, one of the fun stuff. Now, the yeah. stuff that makes use of all the windows. Bum-ba-da-ba. It's time for an unboxing.
1: We have two Microsoft products here to unbox. We have the. Microsoft modern webcam, and then we also have the Microsoft modern USB-C speaker. Now, just give me a minute here to figure out my setup and I will be back with uh, a professionally looking setup that's not me holding everything up for the camera for a minute.
0: While he's setting that up, we'll kind of walk through uh, a little bit of what Microsoft has talked about for these devices. Uh, We knew that they were coming out uh, and these are specifically designed for uh, conferencing. So uh, I think you know, if you're looking for a, you know, a, a portable USB speaker to kind of play music to on your laptop or whatever, uh, this is not the speaker for that, uh, but it's supposed to be enhanced and, and uh, optimized for Windows, uh, for Microsoft Teams. Uh, each of these devices I do believe carry a Teams button uh, for dedicated functionality. Uh, I think for the speaker or microphone, if you press the Teams button, not only does it launch a call, but I think it also will help you mute um, any in, uh, any outgoing uh, audio as well. so you know for those of you who are talking about your bosses but don't want your bosses to hear, there's a dedicated teams button that should mute that. Uh, the same thing for the webcam, I believe, uh, that there's a dedicated teams button which should launch you into a meeting from there. Um, I don't know how often you'll be doing that from the webcam, uh, but I think you know obviously the, the true, Uh, Determinant of how well these are, how well they might succeed is the actual functionality of them. We'll hopefully see with uh, IRF how the fidelity is for the webcam, um, you know, because webcams are becoming super important. And for the speaker, how well it picks up not only your voice, but perhaps maybe surrounding audio if you are, you know, uh, using this to conference yourself and maybe another person in the room with you or whatnot uh, or if you just again needed to isolate sound around you I know sometimes I do conferences uh, with my girl I have little girls who run around in the background and I just needed to focus on me the most now again it's not noise canceling I don't have uh, sound dampeners anywhere in the room but if I needed to just you know omnidirectional pick up my voice maybe hopefully the speaker can do that um, as far as some of the details for it the the, the The webcam, I believe, is certified Teams. It has a 70 degree field of view. Uh, It supports up to 1080p video. So, you know, that's obviously much better than what you have on your laptop as of right now, (laughs) depending on what your laptop is. Um, It also has a privacy shutter and an LED light to indicate when it's on. So again, these are all things that, so you're not caught doing, you know, again, bad-mouthing your boss or coworkers, you'll know when the camera's on and when to be professional. Uh, As far as the modern speaker is concerned, um, that has again reset an easy-to-use button, which uh, helps move controls and gets you straight into a meeting. Um, I believe for the prices, uh, the webcam starts at seventy bucks on Microsoft's website. Uh, the speakers at a hundred bucks. I'm hoping sometime in the fall that these prices come down, maybe for a little bit, and I can pick one of these bad boys for like fifty and seventy <laughs> or something like that, and get a you know a nice little setup for portable stuff uh, when I go.
1: All right. Know, so, do you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Loud loud and clear?
0: Loud and clear. I think my stalling time is over. People want to see the hardware.
1: All right, this will just be a demo for like doing live unboxings whenever Surface Pro 8 comes out in the fall. So we're just testing the waters here, folks. All right. So first up here, we have the Microsoft Modern webcam. And I did not open it, like even though it came two days ago, I was saving it for the podcast itself. So yeah, Microsoft, Microsoft now does this thing like Apple where they have the, the yellow, the green thing. You pull the tab and it loosens it. And then I guess you could slide this out like this. Oh, there's another thing on the side. There's two of them. Yep.
0: It's like a freshness seal.
1: <laughs> and then here we go. We have it right here.
0: Wow, that's pretty nice looking.
1: It's a nice, nice box. Uh, I hope you could see it clearly because I'm using yeah. a webcam on a tripod. And I'm not looking at my PC at the moment, but here it is. And I guess you would pull this up. And here it's holstered in its own
0: uh,
1: cardboard cradle or paper cradle. I know Microsoft is doing things with recycling. So I'm assuming it's like recycled cardboard.
0: Yeah, we we'll uh, hope so.
1: <laughs> and then this is the paperwork. I don't okay. think we care for it. We don't care for this, right? Yeah. All right, let's chuck that to the side. And then it just has like some set up on how to mount it and where you could go if you need the support, chuck that to the side. Pull this out here, more paper, more paper. And by the way, it's not USB-C, it is USB-A. So if you have a USB-C laptop, you're gonna need like the dongle to adjust it. But it looks like, it looks like you get a decent length here. If you want to plug, plug things in, and of course they wrap it in like ten miles of plastic, so it doesn't get so it doesn't get like messed up during shipping. And this is what always frustrates me when you have to remove all the plastic. But yeah, here it is. This is the Microsoft Modern Webcam. Does it look modern to you guys? You, you'll have you'll have to let us know in the comments. But this yeah. is
0: yeah, our- and uh, it looks like there's the arrow for the shutter on there. Yep, you push of, this. Swipe up. There you go.
1: And it's it feels a little soft to me, like soft to the touch, where you just move it like this. Oh, there's, pa- there's paper on it, that's why. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> forgot to remove it. Now, now we're talking, now it's a regular shutter. There so yeah, go. you got your Microsoft logo because you just bought a Microsoft product, and you got the webcam itself here, and you have a ring of light. Now, I'll try to plug it in. Hopefully, it doesn't mess up my setup I got going here. But I'll plug it in real quick, and you'll see that. Oh, it won't. It won't light up because I didn't select it. But it, it, if you're using it, it will. This light around here will turn on when it's in use, so you know. Oh, hey, someone is looking at me, or hey, I'm on a call. It's not. It feels pretty slim and light to me compared to the Logitech that I'm used to using, and. I wish I could plug it in and switch to it right now, but that would be a massive headache for teams and Skype. and I'm sure you don't want to see the room around me. but next week it'll be used on the podcast. so no, you'll no. know so hey. you'll, you'll be so you'll know that if it's if it's a potato webcam or not, but so far <laughs> it seems it seems like it's promising because Microsoft did put a lot of tech into it there on the box it says it is a high quality 1080p. Video camera with HDR, like I showed you, it has the integrated privacy shutter. It has a mounting system where you just you could mount it on a tripod, like I have it here. And it's certified for Teams because that's what this whole modern web modern lineup is all about. And you'll see everything here on the box they have features. But yeah, that's that.
0: Cool. Now, What's our next one up?
1: Now we have this. It is the Microsoft Modern USB-C speaker. Now, Kareem knows a little secret of mine because I was excited to try this out, so I did unbox it before the podcast, and I went to it later on. So, here we go. I I pulled out the green tabs of plastic beforehand because I was too excited to get into it. But this is this is a relatively big box uh, from the from the photo I saw during the event when they revealed it. I thought it would be quite small but it's actually quite big. So once you open it here you'll see it's like these Surface headphones because it comes in its own little little carry case here like this.
0: Yeah, meant for travel.
1: And then you would turn it, unzip it and here you go. I put it in upside down <laughs> but yeah it would be like this and you would have it here and this is your speaker and Microsoft was super thoughtful about the way that you would move it around because you have a cable. And the cable is able to wrap around the bottom of it here.
0: That's the pretty bottom.
1: Cool. So you would just put it in like this. Yeah. It tucks away. There's nothing hanging out.
0: That's pretty awesome.
1: And it is for Teams, Team certified, like the rest of the lineup is. So you have your Teams button here. You have your call button here. This is for volume and this is for mute. Now, if I look at the box, I could read to you some of the features. Um, It has a mute control with a status light. So if I plug this in, this light would turn red to let you know it's muted. It has background noise reducing microphones. Um, It is compact, designed with cable storage, like I showed you. Uh, It's certified for Teams. That's why it has the Teams logo. And it's a high-quality speaker optimized for voice. I don't know what that means, but I'm assuming there. <laughs> it's kind of like the what they did with the Surface stuff, where it's like, what is it, omnidirectional or multidirectional microphones or whatever is going on. But yeah, that's that. And um, it's pretty light. It's not so heavy. I mean, I could see you chucking this in your pocket even and keeping it in the case like this and then putting it in your pa- pants pocket and walking walking around with it, it's pretty nice. And it's USB-C, so that is the one condition here, is that you'll need to get a um, dongle if you want to plug it in a laptop that's traditional with USB-A ports, but who doesn't have a dongle these days? Everyone has one lying well, around. Well, you said
0: somewhere. it's USB-C, so I mean, it plugs into a Surface just fine. It uh... yeah. Most uh, devices, at least the ones I've tested in the last year, have all had some version of USB. It may not be Thunderbolt, but they have a USB, a single USB, if not multiple USB uh, ports. So I think you should be okay.
1: And then it also has this fabric on top of it, which which I really do like how this feels because this thing is $99. So if you're paying $100 for a speaker, you don't want it to feel cheap. And this actually feels very heavy, very, very premium quality. I know Panos Panay, he tweeted the video out with the Microsoft design team about the thought and the effort that they put into designing this thing, and it definitely feels nice for the price that you pay.
0: Well, I mean, that's good to know. We'll need to see your reviews about them uh, and how they function. Like I said, uh, looking good is half the battle.
1: (laughs) So these are the two products, and I'm not sure if you'll see it because, um, again, Um, I'm with a really, really weird setup here. But these are the two products. We have the webcam on the left and we have the speaker on the right. And I'll spend two weeks with them. Um, I'll use it on the podcast itself. I'll use it with my computers to listen to music and to do meetings and everything Microsoft says to use it for. And I'll be back in two weeks with a full review.
0: All right. Sounds good.
1: So let me just put all this stuff away and I'll be back for our next segment.
0: Yeah, uh, while you're doing-
1: and now you could go ahead.
0: All right, so as part of our fast recap, which again, I am promising you is not very long. Uh, We're gonna cover uh, just some of, uh, where are they at? Uh, make sure I get the right ones down. Um, Talked about uh, Sachin Nadella becoming a board member at Microsoft. Uh, so not only is he the CEO of uh, Microsoft, uh, he has also now been named Chairman of the board. Uh, so and I believe that happened two days ago. Um, what that means in actuality is he has a vote now on uh, some of the stuff that happens at Microsoft. Uh, you know he also he has, as a CEO, has the, the vision, the direction of execution as far as some of the investments and spendings and things like that. He now has a bigger say in that. Um, He's replacing John Thompson, uh, who was, uh, I believe uh, he was on the board as lead independent director. Uh, Again, Nadella will retain his CEO position, but now is uh, taking over John Thompson's uh, position. Uh, The next thing we have in our fast recap is Xbox One gamers playing next-gen games via the cloud, cloud gaming. Uh, Microsoft is, you know, promising more backwards compatibility with uh, its Xbox devices, Xbox One. Uh, some people b- thought it was going to be at the end of life because of all of the push towards xCloud, uh, the talk about ex- new Xbox games, which was discussed at the Bethesda event, which we'll kind of cover in a second. So, you know, it didn't look very promising for those of us who were still stuck in on Xbox Ones who couldn't get Xbox Series X, S or X or the 1S or, you know, 1X uh, devices. But Microsoft and I'm back. Just, and I'm back. Yeah, Microsoft has found a way around that by using the cloud Uh, the same way it's going to bring its xbox gaming to pcs it will do that uh, for xbox one gamers so if again if you're still stuck with a xbox one device like myself uh, just know that uh, they were going to bring xbox the new updated versions of games uh, through the cloud to xbox one devices as again backward support the last bit of our fast recap is the fix for blurry text and uh, that was on the news and interest section um, again, I believe it's just a DPI setting that they probably finally enacted. So those of you who are having issues, just kind of uh, seeing that um, it, the scaling has been adjusted. Um, when you, if and when you get Windows 11, uh, you'll see that it's been vastly improved already on that. So I don't know if this was just something in the roadmap and it was just timing as far as the release for these things, but that has been fixed uh, and it should be rolling out if you haven't gotten it already, uh, should be coming with like an acu- cumulative update uh, on your system, so check for that. That is our fast recap. Told you, pretty short sure this time.
1: I think you did it in like five or six minutes, or even even less than when I would join you and do it.
0: Yeah, so now we can move on to the fun stuff, uh, which is the Bethesda recap.
1: Yeah, there were a lot of games. We sat through it after our podcast ended on Sunday, all of us, and we watched it. And Microsoft had over 30 games for us, and 27 of those games are coming to Game Pass, with the three exceptions being uh, Battlefield 2042. Far Cry 6 and Diablo 2 Resurrected, but Microsoft had a lot of surprises for us. The first of which was Starfield, which is a Bethesda's brand new IP that will launch exclusively on Xbox and PC in fall of 2022. Um, they didn't specifically say what kind of game it was. They just showed like a trailer for it, but it looks like it's an open-world adventure game for space.
0: And then yeah, other than that, it's in the same vein as. Um... Uh, God, what was the really big one from last generation? No Man's Sky? Yeah. That's uh, yeah, They've described it as kind of a space exploration game. Uh, it looks like it has some action bits to it as well. So we'll see.
1: And then they also finally showed off Halo Infinite. Uh, ah. we, saw, uh, we saw some of the in-game. um They said it was with in-game engine, rendered through the in-game engine. We saw the Master Chief talking to Cortana, and we saw some gameplay from that. And they confirmed the multiplayer mode and the single player coming holiday 2021, but they didn't say specifically when. I'm assuming maybe the team still has to work on the game. And then other than that, the news that I was talking about that oh, wait, wait, wait. Said, you're
0: about to skip over probably the biggest important part for people who are fans of it. Support for 120 uh, FPS. Oh
1: yeah, there we go. For yeah, those yeah. of
0: us who are an Xbox Series X, I'm not one of them. But if you were happy, lucky enough to get one, uh, you'll be able to shoot people at 120 frames per second.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that's a big one. I'm glad that you stopped me in my tracks and made me, made, <laughs> me, made me made go back. Well, I just that, know that you're about to
0: gush up our next session. <laughs>
1: yeah, because I really just wanted to get to the Microsoft Flight Simulator news. And it's finally coming to Xbox Series X and Series S, which I said last week was going to happen, and it did happen. So I was not crazy there. And another surprise that Microsoft pulled was Forza Horizon 5. They skipped Forza Motorsport, and they went straight to Forza Horizon 5, which is coming to next-gen consoles only. No, no, sorry. It is coming to next-gen consoles and also the original Xbox One. But on next-gen consoles, it would run at um, 4K and under 20 frames per second. That was what really surprised me because the trailer for that was super, super beautiful. They showed off uh, mountains in Mexico. The game is set in Mexico, by the way. And they showcased a desert. And they said that they were able able to individually render all of the cactus Leaves on the cactus itself, which is just showing you how powerful the the next-gen consoles are. Um, yeah, I they're think, using uh, a
0: setup which they call volumetric lighting, uh, volumetric lighting system, and ray tracing, yeah. uh, obviously, to kind of render all of the super finite details in uh, in the game. Which again, uh, if you were to just look at it, it is the screen caps, just the still images alone. Are on par with Fight Simulator as far as realism, so uh, you know, you could be fooled into thinking that you know you were actually on the racing fields in Mexico,
1: and they also announced some new kind of gameplay for it. They have the Eliminator Battle Royale mode where you'd be able to like knock down bowling pins and stuff.
0: Oh, and it's a co op. Uh, it's a co-op team play, basically, where you can, as a group of, I think, four, up to four, you are given tasks, and uh, you need uh, goals to chase down. And uh, as a group, you're driving your cars. You basically do a melee event with these.
1: And um, there are also a bunch of other games. I mean, we already pushed past an hour on our podcast, and we don't want to keep you here for too long. But there are a bunch of other games. Psychonauts 2 was one of them. I know. I think that is an Xbox exclusive, if yes. I'm not mistaken. That is one of the other games. We just hit the highlights here and talked about the big Xbox titles. But if you want to learn more, uh, our Laurenti put together a nice recap. So visit the site and click the Xbox link at the top and read through all of the stories that we missed. I'm opening it for you if you have anything that you want to add.
0: Uh, as far as the gaming stuff no uh i again i'm stuck in an xbox one so all of this is whew, kind of over my head i mean <laughs> i'm super excited for the xcloud stuff coming to xbox one so i'll have more to talk about it'll be more on par with laurent as far as the gaming coverage i've been left behind so to speak because uh, i haven't gotten my hands on xbox one x just yet uh but again i'm super excited for all of this stuff i'm very f- happy that You can see the details that they put in over the year for uh, Halo Infinite uh, just by the body armor alone for Master Chief. It's crazy detailed. So uh, hopefully this fall we'll be able to get around to playing it.
1: And I think we got through all of our topics. So now that means it is time for my favorite segment and your favorite
0: segment, which is? Before we get to the end, yeah, we have to talk about uh, the what's next for a hybrid work event. Uh, which should be coming up. And I believe that they'll be talking about stuff for uh, whiteboard apps in Teams, um, the fluid components for Teams, this kind of stuff that we talked about as far as Microsoft being able to uh, take sections of its apps, uh, its um, productivity apps, and place them in other ones without having to reopen a new one. So if you're in Excel, you can copy-paste an entire Excel a portion of Excel, place it into Word, uh, place it into PowerPoint, place it into, uh, I don't, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, what's the other one? Word, PowerPoint, Excel, there's another one. I can't think of it. But you can basically uh, whiteboard as well. Uh, yeah. You can put all that stuff in there. So basically, if you want to just see the, the full power of this, take, take one empty whiteboard, and you start pulling in stuff from Word, pulling in stuff from Excel, pulling in stuff from PowerPoint into that thing. Uh, this The last and third thing I believe is gonna be, they plan out to roll out an immersive mm-hmm. uh, layout name. Teams Rooms. Uh, teams Rooms, uh, which is, is it gonna be called Front Row or is it just Teams Rooms now? Or is it they, changing the They name?
1: have They have some updates for Teams Rooms and the feature is known as Front Row. Ah, they're, okay. they're basically redesigning the way that the screen looks so that people who are at home and who aren't able to be in the room with you, they'll look like um, they'll appear on the screen as like little little tiles at the bottom. Not tiles, but like you see their figure at the bottom of the screen, which is more natural. So it'll feel like they're in the room with you while you're doing a meeting.
0: Versus the stadium seating that we had before yeah. where it looked like a telethon or something. <laughs> yep. Uh, And that's it. I mean, that's, again, Microsoft has a ton of events. Uh, They're going to cover all this stuff. We've covered it briefly in individual articles. Uh, Rabia, which is our Teams uh, professor, uh, (laughs) has covered it in depth. So if if you can't find the specific article you're looking for, type in her name on our website, and all the Teams information should show up. Uh, With that being said, now we can get on to your favorite section of the podcast.
1: I'm so, like, Behind this week because we had Windows 11, we just had like our unboxing, and I'll, I'm so excited that I lost track of time.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, well, we're gonna be talking about in the week ahead. Um, again, the Microsoft Developer Event, which uh, we'll be following yep. shortly, if not, is it a day after? I think or a couple hours after the uh, event. Three, so it's this at is,
1: three three p.m. and yeah. the main event is at eleven, and this is at three Eastern.
0: So it's the same day, yeah. Uh, yeah. So basically, this is just a mini build, to be honest with you. Uh, it's, the way it's shaping up is uh, all the stuff that we missed from uh, Windows, uh, Windows Talk in uh, in the in build this year has been poured over to this event, and developers are getting their own uh, discussions uh, or, or you know discussions with Microsoft execs about all of this new stuff. So again, just a small build and uh, on next week, uh, and then we have hardware.
1: Yeah, there's a new Dell Latitude 70T20 is coming to me eventually, I hope. FedEx didn't deliver it today, but this is their take on the Microsoft Surface Pro X. It has slim bezels. It has a keyboard that is exactly like the Surface Pro X with the little pen that's housed in it. But you know what the big difference is? Instead of having a Qualcomm chip inside, this is Tiger Lake. This is Core i7. This is full-blown Windows. This is not your hackity-jankity lockdown version of Windows that won't run 64-bit apps. This is full-blown Windows on a screen that is almost all bezel and has the same kickstand, has the same layout. But of course, Dell puts their custom touch on it and it looks different. It has like a brushed aluminum finish. There's a fingerprint reader on the back. They have an optional um, NFC card accessory, which you could like magnetically attach to the back. They add their touches to it to make it different. But this is something that I'm very excited to get my hands on because a lot of people called it Microsoft Surface Pro X competitor, and I know you had you were hands-on with the x12 was it the x12 detachable
0: yeah a couple I of love weeks ago thing. it was pretty so awesome I'm,
1: I'm i'm gonna try to compare it to that as well as the surface pro x to see what other manufacturers are doing with microsoft's reference design for the surface pro Lino.
0: yeah you'll need to uh, we'll need to coordinate so i can give you some of the results from uh, some of the standard te- bench tests benchmarking tests So you can at least put them in your report uh, just so we can have a one-to-one because that's what I did with the X12 was um, I ran some benchmark. Because again, my workflow is very similar on the very devices. So unless it's super janky, I don't really notice all of the incremental changes. But if you run like a Cinebench or a Geekmark or something like that, we can see if there have been some things that uh, Dell has done to tweak it a little bit. Now, what I've noticed over the last six months of uh, Tiger Lake chips is that Intel is Managed to streamline the processing, so you know there aren't very big highs and lows between manufacturers, which is a good and a bad thing depending on you know what you need for the from the chip. But uh, I think it's pretty cool.
1: And that said, I think we got to the end of our show, so I'll finally, leave you thank
0: the, you, everybody. for It's sticking been with
1: us. it's been one hours and thirty minutes at this point. This is one of our longest show yet. We had a lot of lot of, lot of guests. Uh, we had a guest. We had a lot to talk about. So uh, thank you, everyone, for sticking with us. But now it's time for us to go.
0: Yeah, we're getting out of here. I am (laughs) at MindHead1 on Twitter. Uh, Again, MindHead1. Uh, Also follow on Microsoft uh, on Twitter as well. Again, for all of our information, for the giveaways, the reviews, the articles, uh, the latest snarky responses to other tech news. Uh, So again, on Microsoft. And you are? A backjourn. Yes, again, on Twitter. So we want to thank you for sticking this long. Now go enjoy the rest of your weekend uh, and have a good day.
1: Thanks, everyone.